Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. going on guys dangerous world podcast is coming back with more content weekly uh been really just doing two episodes essentially right doing the the news show doing the mma show for those that listen to that and uh if you've been a listener since day one you know that there was at least two episodes a week about conspiracy stuff right got very busy with work uh loving my job loving everything about that but this is a slow time of the year for us so getting to have some extra time to produce more content, try to get ahead uh, for when things pick back up. But I am going to do everything in my power to continue the uh, you know steady flow of content here. And to be honest, the reason why I got away from it was because the ad revenue from the platform that I use just wasn't really there. And it seems like they're starting to get their shit together. So there's more of a motivation to put out more good content. So uh, I appreciate you guys, even the people that listen for free. I know I give you guys shit, but if you just listen up to the ads, you can skip through the ads, but it does wonders for the bankroll coming in there. So thank you guys so much. Even if you're free listeners, right? Freeloaders, I used to call you guys, but you guys are even paying me still. You can't get away from it. Uh, we're still doing the Patreon, obviously the hour portion or so for free. And then the $3 uh, paid portion is like the last half hour or more of the episode. Um, very, very thankful to the people that have continued to support through this kind of lull in activity. The $5 tier gets you the video and extra content. And $10 is really just if you love the show, you feel like it's worth $10 a month. I don't expect anyone to do that, but a few of you do. And I can't thank you enough. That is wild that like 20 or 30 of you guys do that. Um, so thank you so much. We had a fun episode, kind of a loose one to get back into the flow of things. John Kerwin is our guest ghost. I'm saying are not because I have multiple personalities, but ghost joined this with me. All right. Uh, we did another swap cast. It was nice. It's nice to get a few buddies together. I consider John Kerwin almost a friend now. Um, he's the author of the conspiracy theorist survival guide. Basically it talks about not, not, selling people on conspiracy theories but when you're already there when you already believe in all the crazy stuff that we tend to believe in it kind of shows you and talks about how you can still maintain relationships 
you know, you can meet new people because sometimes people get isolated or it causes a lot of fighting if you believe in this stuff, right? So I think it's a really helpful book. It's nice. He's a Christian dude. Seems like a really genuinely good person. He's gone through some hard times with, you know, his personal life because of his beliefs. And that's never something that we encourage, right? So it's fun. I encourage anyone that has a podcast, reach out to this guy. Uh, You can reach out to me if you don't know how to find him and we can connect you. But I want his message to get out there. Again, friendly guy, great dude. Last thing that I'm going to plug before we get into the action here, Conspiracy Soap is back. We kept two new scents. You guys know how we've been doing it. We've been doing the bundles. That's the most value. Uh, the, The place that I ship it from You get $5 shipping whether you're getting one bar or four bars. It's just how we have to do it, unfortunately. Now, the way that we have kept this is we've got two scents that we held on to. The Invasion, which is a lot of people's favorite scent. This is the bamboo hemp. It's nice. It's masculine. smells good. Then Bigfoot Bait, which is kind of like the more clean smell. It's kind of basic, but still really nice. It's got the oats in it little exfoliating action. The Bigfoot bait is oatmeal, milk, and honey. And then the two new scents, what you came for is one of my absolute new favorite ones. This might actually be my new favorite because I've always wanted something with charcoal in it since we started the soap. This is a tea tree charcoal soap, super exfoliating. You can get all the uh, the nice medical grade charcoal just cleaning that ass. You know what I mean? This is the black cube, okay? Literally, it's a black bar Not really a cube, but it's a square. We called it the black cube. Again, tea tree and charcoal, nice therapeutic smell. The scent really grew on me quick. And then Nessie, which is like a nice morning. You want to wake your ass up, get out the door. Eucalyptus mint, a nice dark green. It looks like a kind of a spooky, got a spooky vibe to it. Loving both of these new ones, man. There's a good one for night, the black cube, and a good one for the morning in Nessie. I appreciate you guys bearing with me through the plugs. Love you all so much for listening. I'm going to, like I said, put out extra content to get you through this chaotic holiday season. You can throw it on in the car when you're on your way to the mall to step over little kids and old ladies to get the best gifts, all that stuff. Or if you're just hanging out, chilling right after you open presents and eat a shitload of ham or whatever the hell it is you people eat, um, you know, you can just chill out and zone out listening to some good uh, conspiracy talk. We're bringing it back. So thank you guys so much. Enjoy this episode with my good buddy, Ghost and John Kerwin, the author of the Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. Thanks so much, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a lovely little swap cast here, getting back in the swing of things on my side. I've kind of been, you know, a little slow. We've been doing the new show every single week. We haven't been really, uh, you know, posting, you know, multiple episodes a week, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, you're getting a little additional content there. And I figured who better, you know, just to ease back into this stuff. I've got my normal co-host on the news show here. I've got Ghost with me. Okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be a nice one. And I'm actually very, very excited to talk with John Kerwin here. He's the author of the book, The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide, a guidebook for persecuted truthers. And this seems like a valuable book to have around these days. You know, like you talk about all these, I mean, you know, all these different people out there that are you know, into the genders, the, the thousands of genders that are out there, into all the different safe spaces and all these things. They have their support groups, right? I think that it's probably <laughs> yeah. good that we have support groups for people that are deemed crazy like us, just because we do our own research, we have fun, we look into some of these things that are ever trustworthy government tells us are, you know, not true, 
right? So uh, first of all, John, as the guest of the show, man, how are you? Wow. And uh, I've got so many questions about this book. I know. It. It's such a great title, too. I get a lot of people tell me, man, the title got me. You know why? Because it's totally universally the same for all of us. We're all getting dragged through the mud. It's just the way it is. I kind of like it, though. I like a little abuse. I agree. It's not that bad, especially when you get proven right over and over again. That's that's what's happening now. It's rain and red pills, and it's validation time. I know. I'm I'm really really happy about it. Um, Ghost, what is up with you, dude? Before we get into the actual discussion, what's up, man? Not much. Not much. Just happy to uh, have the opportunity to jump on with my good friend and uh, do a little uh, do a little different kind of show. I mean, not different to you or I. Uh, we like to go down the conspiracy rabbit holes, and you are right. It is raining red pills, and I, I think they need to come out with a song. Instead of raining men, it's raining red pills. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, the kind of work that uh, Thomas has been doing, he's got like an album that he's working on that's all AI songs. He might actually be able to do that pretty soon. Yeah, but true. It's wild what these dudes are doing with AI. But anyway, John, I want to get into this book, and and obviously you know, we want to plug it. We want to get the information out there just right away. Share with the audience. Uh, most people do it at the end of the show, but I, I like to get people when they're, you know, fresh into the episode. Plug like any social media, any YouTube, uh, anything that you do out there that you want people to pay attention to, including the book, obviously. Okay, great. Yeah, this book is called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. It's a guidebook for persecuted truthers, and it's 300 pages of validation, anecdotes, um, tips. Uh, it's an emotional, spiritual, and intellectual guidebook for folks. You know, we're not trying to convince you the moon landing is fake or 9-11 was an inside job. You already know that. This is a book for those that know that, but their spouse and their children and their friends don't know it. They don't want to know it, and they don't want you to know it. And that creates a relational nightmares, like in my case, my beautiful wife, who I love to this moment and would go back to, asked me for a divorce after 24 years of marriage. And my four children, uh, you know, we're talking, but it's not easy. And what I found out when I started creating content seven years ago on YouTube, uh, my channel's Wake Up or Else, all one word, uh, was that this experience that I was going through, maybe not as extreme, but it's universally the same. So what we're talking about today is a little bit different than the typical truther topics where we're trying to discover how the matrix is bamboozling us and we're trying to survive. We're going to talk more about the, in, the impact of finding these things out on a, on a human level. And I think a lot of people can really uh, relate to that. Right. I mean, what was the first thing that really got you going down, you know, like the red pill route or whatever? I mean, people call it all kinds of different things, but what yeah, was yeah, that yeah. first thing that for lack of a better term, popped your conspiracy theory cherry. Yep. I was totally a normie. I was like just doing life. Uh, I was day trading at the time, had four kids, spouse, just two dogs. And I found out the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. That was my entry point. That's a big yeah. one. <laughs> I was in the financial <laughs> markets and I saw, you know, it's a white building in Washington. It's obviously not being put out there like the Federal Express is. They were, it was looking back, it's sort of embarrassing because it's so obvious now. But at that moment, it's, it dawned on me that everybody in the Congress and the Senate had to know 
that the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. Mm -hmm. That meant they were lying. And so then what you do as a truther is you say, well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? And that's when you go start sliding down into turning over rocks and you find out just about everything you turn over, you're in the Truman Show. It's just very upsetting. Yeah, I know that it seems like you're pretty passionate about, uh, uh, you know, the, the the fake moon landing. I heard I listened to a good portion of the book on Audible and it, fairly early in the book, you start talking about becoming a state national and all these things, too. Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a huge one for a lot of people. Um, now, real quick, since goes through his headphones back on, it seems like it's getting hot for both of you guys in here. You got to take off your sweatshirt, too. I did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. So, Ghost, what was your first, like, big conspiracy that, like, got you into it? A lot of people say 9-11. Older folks might say JFK. But what's yours? <clears throat> uh, mine was a combination of growing up, knowing a little bit about the JFK assassination, but not really, like, like knowing, oh, this magic bullet. Some things didn't make sense. But to me, it was the the Freemasons. That mm-hmm. That's what kind of got me, you know, kind of conspiracy-minded plus Bigfoot and aliens type type thing. So, you know, and then, you know, you get into your teenage years and, and you have X-Files come out. And I mean, it just, I mean, I mean, it, it just fed me overdrive. So right. that's kind of what got me into it. And then 9-11 later on and down the road, many years down the road uh, happened. And, you know, I fell for 9-11, hook, line and sinker, like a lot of, you know, so-called patriots did at the time. I'm ex-military. So I wanted to go blow some ragheads. Oh, you know what I mean? Because I thought they did it and then come to say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill i know nope it's our federal government that did it and it's so funny dude like obviously you know saying raghead and stuff like that people think it's offensive but that was programmed into your guys's heads you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so what's interesting too and john just so that you know a little bit about ghost he was in the air force i believe you got out just before 9-11 right ghost yes so before 9-11 so the year before I mean, great time to get out of the military, to be honest. You know what I mean? You, you really yeah. got kind of lucky to get out of there at that time. But, um, you know, so everyone has their own thing. For me, you know, I'm, I'm a little younger. I'm 32, I think. And uh, so, you know, just 9-11 was huge. You know, 9-11 and then some of the things that you see in music, uh, the the little hidden. There's something that's really making the rounds right now. The song Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, how it talks about all these different things, right? Talks about Greta Thunberg, talks about the fake moon landing. Have you seen that stuff, John, the the lyrics of that? I have, yeah. It's interesting, right? Like, I don't know. And then you look into who, you know, uh, Anthony Kiedis' dad is of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You start seeing maybe there's some government ties there. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's some black operation ties. Who knows? It's very, very interesting. But um, just to get back to the book a little bit, what... So the purpose of it, obviously, was to, you know, create some kind of community, I'm assuming, right? Creating kind of like an idea or like some kind of fallback for people that feel persecuted or or at least, yeah. you know, losing their loved ones or, or, you know, splintering relationships, whatever the case may be. Was that the sole reason that you wrote the book or, or what else do you got? Well, I thought maybe it was me because I'm Mach 5 with my hair on fire. Maybe I said too much. 
But when I started creating content on YouTube about the Mandela effect and how the things that are changing in our reality includes the Bible, because I'm coming from a biblical worldview, so that was kind of important to me. I started, like the first two videos I posted got 150,000 views. That was before they throttled me back to like, you know, 1,000 or 2,000. But the response that I got really shocked me. The response was everybody that I was watching my videos was going through the same thing. So I realized that my experience was universally the same for almost all truthers. And that's where the book came out of. Over over a couple of years of doing the podcasts or the, the YouTube videos, I started to put together the the ideas, like just things that were happening to me. Like my daughter said, Dad, I wish you were normal at one point. And I thought, well, what does that mean? And I looked up the word normal. And what the ner- word normal means is conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. And I looked up what conforming means, and it means to comply with the rules. If you think about what, as a truther, we're like the opposite of complying with the rules. We're now questioning the rules. We're questioning everything. That's what it is to be a truther. You begin to question officialdom. And so the normie named themselves. That's not a derogatory term. They named themselves by wanting us to be normal. And we have broken off from that. And it's not an easy road. So that's what the book is for. It's to try to help people in this journey. Yeah, man, that's very interesting. Ghost, look like you're about to say something. Sorry. No, I was just. I remember being in that boat where where you start looking in, into things and you start, okay, I'll, I'll test the waters with my spouse or whatever, you know, and uh, <laughs> they just kind of look at you like, dude, you're crazy. And yeah. from what you said, I mean, it, it went down, you know, the ugly D road, and <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, maybe it maybe it turned out to be a good thing or not, you know, but. That, I think that happens a lot more than 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 what we we think because people don't want to wake up that just want to do their nine to five go to work nothing's bothering them they keep their head in the sand you try to tell them the truth but they're too scared to handle it so they criticize you and make you look like a, a an absolute crazy person because I remember this guy I worked with year, uh, years ago talking about the Mandela effect and. His son worked with him, and he's like, "Oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. Just, just don't, don't even entertain him." And I'm like, "I don't know. I kind of like this topic, you know. So yeah. there's a lot that makes." So, but we're gonna know. get into the Mandela effect later. I want to bring up an iceberg uh, towards the very end of the episode, probably the Patreon portion, and uh, see what you guys think of all these different things. But you, you said something that that you two can relate to that I can't so much because I haven't started a family with a woman that I love and all this stuff, right? Obviously, I love my mom, my dad, my sister, but I don't have my mm-hmm. own family. I don't have my own kids, this stuff, right? So that's something that you guys have in common that I don't have. <laughs> now, for someone, now obviously, I'm not saying this because I totally see what you where you're both coming from, but someone that might not be there where we're at yet. They might ask, like, why wouldn't you just, like, say, forget all this stuff, forget all the conspiracies, and why not just focus on trying to, like, kind of appease your spouse, appease your kids, right? Why Why would you say that that would be the wrong move, John? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a common question, and I did. Um, at, at the last two years I was with my wife and my kids, I didn't say anything. Uh, they, they, you know, establish that boundary. I don't want you to talk about your crazy things. Um, and so I was what I call happy dad. 
and I would just talk about hair, nails, you know, fun, fun seasons in the sun, uh, vacations, play dates, doing the landscaping on Saturday. Um, and it didn't work. In other words, it was still the elephant in the room. And I was basically put into an eternal timeout. I was forced to pretend I believe like they do by being quiet for the rest of my life. And it's it's not appropriate for the father and the husband to be relegated, you know, to wearing a tinfoil hat and a scarlet letter. You're supposed to be the leader. And so it's it's but but what I found, I've I've literally interacted with probably 200 people directly that have been divorced by their spouse because they found things out. And now it sounds like one of the panelists or people on this podcast had the same experience. So that's very validating. Almost. <laughs> almost. Um, almost. I, I, yeah. I mean, there was no, there's no fixing this because those types of people don't know and don't want to know. So you're left with very few options. And, and if you try to just coexist like I did, it still doesn't work because mm, no. you're in two different worlds. It, 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 you're probably around my age. Do you remember the the old eighties movie uh, "Moving" with Richard Pryor? Moving? I don't. Okay, it was a comedy. He just kind of went by the norm every day. You know, just did the routine, yada yada yada, yep. and then eventually one day he just snaps. And he, he takes control back of his family and his life. And yeah. it's almost, I'm not saying people should snap, but that's, that's where you get pushed as a spouse. It's like, why do I need to sit down, shut up, smile, talk about hair, do the family vacation thing. Like you said, right. do the, the stuff around the house and not have anybody to talk to. I should be able to talk to my spouse. I should be able, right. maybe not the kids, you know, depending on their age, might not get it. Now, I was lucky. My daughter and my stepson, they're a little bit more conspiracy-minded. They they would bring stuff up to me, and, you know, we could, we could have a talk. My wife, to an extent, will we'll go there, but then after a while, you know, you got to pump the brakes. It's just yeah. too much too, too, too soon or just too much in general. But I don't know. You just got to... I feel bad that that happened for you, but I think there's an opportunity and it happened for a reason. That's how I just look at everything. Everything happens for a reason. No, I appreciate it. Let me just clarify one other thing, Ryan, if I may, is I didn't didn't leave. I was asked to leave. I don't believe that you should sacrifice your marriage or your relationships on the altar of the truth. It's not as important. People are more important than things. But, you know... I was basically told I couldn't even go over here outside the house and make videos or anything. I was being given this ultimatum to like basically completely recant. And I'm I'm like, I wouldn't require that of you to be in my life. And here's the other thing I realized over the last seven years, I have never once heard of a truther tell their spouse or children or friends this. If you don't talk to me about these things I've discovered, I can't have a relationship with you. But right. that's exactly what we're told. If you talk yep. about your crazy things, I can't have a relationship. So it's the normie that pulls the ripcord, not the truther. It's mm-hmm. so obvious when you say it, but that's something I've never thought about is that there it's a one-sided, like it's not unconditional for, as you use the normie, obviously a lot of people use that term. And I do appreciate how you use truther over conspiracy theorists. That term conspiracy theorists is looked yeah. at as like 
you know, the, we can't forget that 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 term came about after the JFK assassination. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're big on definitions, it sounds like, John. So, yeah. you know, what a conspiracy is, is two or more people getting together to do something unlawful or illegal. Right. It's about something like that. And theorizing or a theorist is just coming up with ideas. Right. We're not proving anything. We're just saying, like, hey, maybe it's possible that two or more people get together and they do some weird shit. Right. That's yeah. all that we're kind of getting at here. Yeah. And and that's yeah. provable. Two or more people gathered and talking uh, about Jesus or or God is considered church. So that's true. You're going to start, you know, they're going to start blasting that. Oh, that, wait, they already did. They're, yeah. They already come after that. I guess they already are doing that. Right. So, yeah, I uh-huh. mean, they do view a lot of Christians as conspiracy theorists. And there is there's a significant overlap there. Right. If you're. Ghost loves the Venn diagrams, right? If you had a Venn diagram of red, <laughs> if you had a Venn diagram of of you know conspiracy theorists and Christians, there is a significant overlap there. But yeah, I mean, nonetheless, man, like I don't understand what the problem is of just hearing different thoughts. We're supposed to, you know, even the mainstream media they talk about how you're supposed to be accepting of other people's thoughts and you're supposed to embrace these ideas. But, you know, don't don't fight. Use your words, use facts, all these things. The problem is when you use facts and the facts are bought and paid for online via Snopes, Bill Gates, all these different entities that control what the truth is, that's when you have no leg to stand on as someone like us that, you know, we do our research, man. Like I've, I've got, I've talked about this many times on my show. I got in a massive argument with a cousin that's high up in the medical industry locally. And, um, you know, she she was a big time COVID vaccine pusher and all this stuff. And I'm like, have you looked into it? And I'm talking about where are these facts that you're sharing? And then I can disprove them right away. And that made her cry. I mean, she started crying and she's wow. supposed to be. I mean, she's got a doctorate, you know, she or a Ph.D. I don't know what the technical term is. Believe it or not, John, I haven't gone to school. I, uh, you know, finished uh, in high school. <laughs> I'm no scientist or doctor, uh-huh. but I do research. Right. Yeah, and that's what we're supposed to do with the tools that we have. We can learn a lot of this stuff by ourselves. So I don't really understand. Now, it does it does give us bad reputations when there's things like January 6th, right, which was set up. I mean, that was set up by freaking Ray Epps and, you know, all kinds of different people that were that were, you know, working on behalf of the FBI and the CIA and God knows what other entities. Um I, I, I'm interested where you want to go from here, talking about kind of where we where we kind of just laid a little bit out about our past and things like this. What are some things that you're very determined to try and like awaken people to? Is there specific things other than the Mandela effect, the moon landing, things like that? Well, no, exactly what you're talking about right now is a really important topic. This probably the most important, which is this term conspiracy theorists is an attack vector. It is designed to shame you into silence. I was just listening to somebody on the way back from being out today and uh, it was a Senate hearing and the Senator accused this person of being transphobic. It was a female and she was objecting before Congress to having men participate against her. And instead of arguing the issues, the Senator calls her transphobic. Well, that is a, that is a personal attack. Okay. And so instead of talking to her about the issues, they try to silence her by is suggesting that she has a moral failure. If I'm transphobic, it means I'm prejudiced. No, I just disagree 
with you and them. Okay, just because you disagree with me, that does that mean you're a fact phobic? Are you opinion phobic? No, I'm not saying that. And so if you invoke the term conspiracy theorist, which, as you mentioned, is a CIA mind control word, it was a 1967 bulletin, uh, the term kook or fringe or crazy are now lumped together with this idea of basically questioning these topics that officialdom sanctions but now it's being elevated to include domestic terrorists and, and all right right and and so mm. it is an attack vector and um we have to recognize it for what for what it is and I, and in our in interaction with people what'll make you more effective is is the moment that any of those terms are invoked you hold up your finger and you say excuse me i may be mistaken buddy i'm not crazy and I would appreciate if you didn't use that term in my presence. It's very disrespectful because what's happening is we're getting slimed. This was the last two years I was in my home. I, I learned this lesson because I wasn't saying anything to them. I was observing their boundary. But then we'd be watching TV or something and the term conspiracy theory would come up and they'd all look at me and snicker. And I'm like, bag this. I'm trying to show you respect. I'm the one that's right, by the way. You're the one that's deceived, and I'm not walking over your worldview. And and so that's when I learned that. So I'll give that to your your um, subscribers. Tell them, excuse me, stop, excuse me. Uh, I may be mistaken, but I'm not crazy. Because that's what they're trying to tell you. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The, the term crazy, I mean, we can go back. We can talk about all these different terms and, like, what they mean and all this stuff. You know, the, the idea of being transphobic. Phobia, which phobic comes from, that's yeah. a fear. Right. No one's afraid of trans people. No. Right. I will say that I'm transphobic. I'll say it just to piss people off. Right. And I noticed, John, that you don't curse. I, I'll, I'll try to, you know, keep myself as clean as possible. Fine. Don't worry about it, man. Just be yourself. I know. But when I, when I hear someone say back this, I'm like, oh man, this guy doesn't curse. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be a, be a jerk here. But, you know, phobia. I don't have a phobia of much, right? There's things that I'm afraid of, right? I'm afraid of like, you know, hurting people that I really, truly care about. Um, I'm afraid of a few things. I am not transphobic, but I'll call myself transphobic just because it rubs them the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. If they're going to show me this disrespect and, you know, like I said, I don't have kids, but if they're going to try and do these drag queen story hours and things like this, I will intentionally say, yeah, I'm afraid of you people, even yeah. though I'm not at all, Right. Let them feel empowered, whatever it does. And I think that that's exactly why they use that term is they they don't like us. So they're afraid of us. And if you're afraid of someone, that's empowering to them. Right. Mm -hmm. The whole thing of like fear is a is a better motivator than, um, you know, like any other kind of different types of motivation, getting along with someone, whatever it is. This is what dictators use. They use fear to control people, to motivate them. Right. So well, you, you nailed it with 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 control. It's a control tactic. Yeah, that's all it is. If if they have control, they feel safe. If they have control um, that takes away anything that you have that makes you feel like you're secure in your own thought, because once they start calling you phobic or calling you a conspiracy theorist or snickering at you in, in, in front of your face, especially coming from your own family members, you start thinking about you are like, Am I great? Like, am I great? Like, yeah, right. wow, like, <laughs> right. really look at me like that. You know what I mean? So it automatically generates that thought for your own insecurities to start kicking in because that's the human element. 
And then all of a sudden they've won. And that's what they want at the end of the day. It's just, it's just to take the control away from you and your free thoughts. Once they have the control, then they think they have the upper hand. Don't ever give them control. Well, and John, I don't know if you used it for transphobic, but you said that there was a CIA term that came out, a mind control term, MK Ultra term that came out. I'm huge into MK Ultra. It's one of my favorite yeah. topics. One of the big, I did like a nine part freaking series on MK mm-hmm. Ultra. I got this encyclopedia on it. I'm fascinated with it. That phobic term, fat phobic, transphobic, all these mm-hmm. different phobics out there, all these different phobias for, for people that just kind of think their own way. That is 100% got to be something that the CIA, Tavistock, somebody cooked this up. And they're like, hey, if we tell these alpha males, because the alpha male type people are going to be the ones. You said it yourself, John. A man's supposed to run his family. That's not true in 2023, right? Two women can run a family. Uh, You know, a woman and, you know, three other dudes can run a family. (laughs) All these things. So alpha males are going to be the ones that are going to be disagreeing with our messaging. If we tell them that they're afraid of something, they're going to bend the knee and they're going to act like they're not afraid. They're going to they're going to hide their phobia. That's not even there. Right. And then and then we can get them to bend. I mean, there's a lot of dudes out there that that seem like they would be good otherwise without the. The, the messaging and the programming that's just been fed to them. Right. You see in the NFL, you see in the NBA, you see it in sports and men like sports. So it's just interesting, man, not to go on a rant there. but No, 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 no. You know that, that bulletin that was released, there was another talking point. Let me, let me say it and tell me if you've ever been told this before. Okay. They released this talking point to the media and all the talking heads. Tell them that they're insecure and they gravitate towards these topics because it makes them feel significant. Has anybody ever suggested that's why you believe what you believe? Man, no one I, personally, but I, I, I can see where you're coming from that. Ghost 100%. says you've heard that? You've heard that? I, I not per, no one's ever told me that, but I can see right where you're coming. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, oh, shit. It, it, it turns on the oh, shit factor. Like, oh, am I? Well, yeah, it makes was, you think. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been told that. And what the people telling me that didn't realize is they were just regurgitating some talking point that was written by some analyst in a basement in Langley 50 years ago. And it's just <laughs> manipulation. It's what it is. It's And what it does is it betrays a weakness in their argument because they don't have meat on the bone arguments. Our arguments are very compelling. So they have to fall back to trying bullying you and intimidation. And these are not characteristics of good people. All right. They're, they're wicked. You don't talk to people like that. It's rude. In Matthew 5, Jesus says, if you call your brother a fool, you're you're in danger of going to hell. Matthew chapter 5. So fool and conspiracy theorists are the same in, intent, the same sentiment. Um, but the problem we have is that the people that are calling us crazy have the entire power structure backing them up. The media is saying it. The, the, my my wife comes from the clinical side where she's a clinical supervisor and a counselor and all the DM, DS5 and all of the, you know, psychology today, they're all parroting this same narrative. So they seem to have a lot of credibility, uh, but they are wrong. Like, for instance, here's a perfect example. You can go right now into the data sphere and you you can find thousands of articles telling you 
about the crazy people that are trying to suggest that the world is run by a secret cabal of, you know, people. And then you have Trump now campaigning, saying, vote for me and I'll eliminate the deep state. Right. Those And those same people that are calling you crazy because you believe there's a breakaway civilization are voting for Trump. God, it's raining red pills. Their worldview is collapsing into ours. Ha ha. <laughs> it's, it's all coming down, baby. I mean, it, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, I, I, I was trying to find this list as you were talking there. There's these different tactics that people use, especially in the media where, I mean, like ad hominems and all mm-hmm. these different things, right? There was like 20 of these. And Ghost, this was the thing that I was trying to record when I took a bunch of shrooms and I was going to uh, take a bath and do the uh, conspiracy bath time, I was going to have <laughs> bubbles. I was going to have bubbles everywhere so that no one could see anything. What? I was going to do conspiracy. hear more about this. This sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. Um, but I never got around to doing it just because, you know, when you take too many shrooms and then you're around a bunch of electronics and water, it's not a good idea, right? No. So, uh, yeah, didn't end up doing that. But. I'm going to try and find this list as we're talking here because it's interesting. There's like the ad hominems, you know, attacking character, attacking all these things other than addressing what the actual issue is, right? Nobody wants to address any issue anymore, Ryan. That's the whole problem. Why is that? I mean, why can't we talk? We used to be told that we can't talk about religion and we can't talk about politics. But now it's almost like you can't talk about anything. Mm -hmm. You start somewhere, right? I guess. It's it's the 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 central planners are masters of illusion and social programming, and they're implementing this. You mentioned safe space mindsets, and the uh, politically correct uh, mindset has been inculcated into the population so expertly. And what it does is it breaks down real exchange of ideas, and it exchanges it for just talking points and they've convinced people they've convinced so many people that if you disagree with me, then that's an act of violence. And then that justifies me being violent against you physically Mm. by disagreeing with me. That's what people believe now. So it's broken down the ability to have debate. Well, hasn't it gotten kind of normalized through, the you know 2020 election cycle was a big one 2016 was huge i mean remember the summer of love right where yeah. people were just simply disagreeing yeah. and then i mean all hell was breaking loose just because of some simple disagreements where is if we could if we could talk about these things maybe something would get resolved rather than just oh i don't agree with you so you know target's going to fund a bunch of antifa members to come through and destroy neighborhoods mm-hmm. so that you know, they can buy land cheaper around the area, right? Because we ended up finding out that is exactly what was going on. Amazon, Target, Chase. I mean, massive corporations are going through funding these these grassroots movements similar to, to, uh, you know, the Wall Street movement, right? What's the one that slipped my mind? The Wall Street. uh, I know what you mean. It's off my, on the tip of my tongue. You know what I'm talking about, Ghost? Yeah, Yeah, because... it was all about the one percenters or three. Someone's punching the air right now because yeah, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, Oh, occupy wall street. Yeah. 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 There you go. So I knew we did those mushrooms kicked in, man. That was awesome. Right. Hey, I don't, I don't take them that much. That's why it was such a weird thing. Um, but 
you know, it's just, it, it's funny that we can't have these conversations. And I think that that's, that's probably the best, right? Yeah. I've said it for a few times um, here on my show that, that, you know, they, they threaten the civil war idea. They talk about this idea of society splintering, you know, middle-class fighting middle-class. And I think that they push that out there so that a revolutionary war doesn't start. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's what should be going on. And I'm not sitting here advocating for it. Okay. But I'm just saying that that's what would be happening if we weren't so distracted with I'm white, you're black, and we disagree. So F you, right? Or mm-hmm. vice versa. Or you're, you're voting red, I'm voting blue, F you, or vice versa, right? It's just these different people where I have so much more in common. And again, I've said this thousands of times on my show. I have so much more in common with my next door neighbor who's black in a hypothetical situation than I do with George Bush. George Bush, right? right. I just echoed on your side. There it goes. That was freaky. Um, but. You know, and a black individual, you know, looking like me act or not looking like me, but, you know, living in a similar economic situation, they're going to have a lot more in common with me than they would Barack Obama or, you know, freaking Jay-Z or any of these people, or any out, of there, these right? people out there, right? So right. it's more about, you know, trying to figure out how we can find common ground. And and this seems like day one stuff to a, to people that think the way that we do. But I wonder what the the end goal is. Do you have any like? Do you do you believe in like these uh, smart cities and things like this, John? Do you think that there's an end goal, or do you think that the purpose of making conspiratorially minded people um look so crazy? Do you think that there's any end goal there, or do you think that it's just for the sake of of making a, a different group kind of feel like the new black population in in the early days of the country? Well, the master planners are control freaks. They want power centralized under, uh, you know, them themselves, and you know they could wipe us out, but they don't. They're working hard to enslave us and get us to, you know, usher us into these seven fifteen-minute cities. Which the amazing thing is, they they get you to love your slavery. Like people are willingly willing to live in a you know, 500 square foot apartment thinking that they're saving the planet when you could feed the entire population of 8 billion people just from Africa, the land in Africa. I saw a study like that. There is no shortages. There is no lack of water, food or land or anything. It's all manufactured uh, shortages. And we're being ushered into a what the Bible speaks about is is the tribulation when there's going to be a one world religious, political, and economic system. It's cloaking before us. Mm. Is that kind of what you referred to in chapter two about scientism and uh, the mind control and how they get us to, to shut off our brains? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so incredible how scientism just talks out of the side of its mouth. You know, it tells you this is a fact over here, but then if you, look closely at it over here they're telling you you know well it's not really a fact we're just we're just guessing so scientism is wild speculation or or out and out lies packaged as fact by people in white lab coats so one example is if and you can do this you're in a restaurant you know you're sitting at the bar whatever and you're talking to the bartender so you got some time and you say, you know, I'm going to pull up my phone. I'm going to say, 
picture of the Milky Way galaxy and it comes up and you say, okay, what are you looking at? You don't lead them. You just let them try to process the question. And they're going to be like, well, it's the picture of the Milky Way galaxy. Okay, but, um, you know, the galaxy is 100,000 light years across and 10,000 light years wide. So how did they get the picture? And you can see, right, they're stunned. They can't really <laughs> process what you're saying yet, but you just keep pressing. And finally they say, well, there's, you know, we have a satellite, they'll say, almost every time. Okay, <laughs> well, if you have a if you have the whole galaxy in the frame, where would the satellite have to be? It'd have to be pretty far away to be able to see something that's 100,000 light years across. It would have to be 100,000 light years out in space, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, so do we have a satellite 100,000 light years out? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. All right, so what are you looking at? And I've done this, and it took me 20 minutes one time where I just kept saying, well, so what is it? And finally, they said, well, it's fake. It's a picture. Yep, it's a cartoon. Uh-huh. But see, it wasn't until... I was in my mid fifties that it ever dawned on me to even ask the question. That's the magic. How there do we get a, us to a, shut our brain off? Yeah, yeah. Sorry to jump in there, John. It, it seems like there is a, uh, you know, using different terms is more effective, right? Like using words like composite and all these different things, right? Cause if yep. you were to just say it's fake, if you were to say all these different things and they're like, well, what's a composite, right? And you say, well, it's yep. a fake image. It, it, it is a cartoon. I get what you're saying, but somebody out there might not. Now, uh, by the way, I found this uh, this great thing. And I think this seems like something that you might like, too, John. There's this um, blog called spiritual, spirituallysmart.blogspot.com. And I have, like, tons of different just random links on here. That's why it took me a minute to find this. But this shows, uh, what is it, 20, uh, just several different propaganda techniques here. You've got oh, ad cool. hominem, ad nauseum, uh, appeal to authority, yes. um, appeal to fear, right? That's a very potent one. We just talked about how, like, Joseph Goebbels, um, all these different dictators, obviously Goebbels working under Hitler, but, you know, these different different people out there, different dictators throughout time, they use the fear model. And then that's what COVID was, right? If you don't go and get a vaccine, you're going to die. You're going to kill grandma or any of these things. No, yes. Appeal to prejudice. Right. If you have a prejudice about something, you can you can tap into prejudice mm-hmm. bandwagoning people. That's a huge one. Uh, black and white fallacy, which, uh, you know, that takes a little bit of explaining, but it's basically like it's either this or that. There's no gray area. Right. Right. Um, the beautiful, beautiful people one. I'm not 100 percent sure on, um, I guess, famous people dealing and, and kind of endorsing. Right. Like Travis Kelsey saying you can go and get your Pfizer vaccine right now. And. Mm-hmm. He just so happens to be partnered up with Taylor Swift. What a what a power couple for the ages right there. Mm. The Big Lie. Big Lie is great. There was a whole movie based on that, right? The uh, one with Robert well, That's huge right now. Look what the big lie that they kept on saying. The big lie with Trump. The big lie. If you believe the big lie. Right. The 2020 election being rigged. Oh, the big lie. That's what they called it. The big lie. That's right. They well, didn't that and then also. I mean, it can go both ways. It can go that side or it can say like you just lie about something over and over again and then people start believing it, right? 
Uh, Wag the Dog was the movie I was thinking of there. Man, what a great movie that was. Oh, I my mean, God. it's ahead of its time, essentially. I mean, maybe not. Oh. I mean, they've probably been doing that to us for a long time, but. Is that the know. one where Alanis Morissette was God? No. No, <laughs> no it was. Um... Oh, I was thinking on, of the Muppets name? movie, I think. Was it Dustin Hoffman uh, no, in no. that movie? It was Robert De Niro, right? Robert De Niro, right. And and he was like, there was a a president who got into a thing with a woman. It was, you know, impropriety. And then so they hired this movie producer, movie director to create a fake war. And they kept being found out. And his his statement was, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No matter how dangerous it got. He was like, don't worry. We'll get out of this. It was such a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. Ghost was thinking thinking of Clifford the Big Red Dog. Right. Uh-huh. No, I was thinking of the movie Dogma. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking maybe you're thinking of uh, you know, I don't know, some movie with a cartoon dog, Snoopy. No. Um it's Snoopy. Yeah. Uh, so then, just a couple more here. Actually, quite a few more. The common man, you know, the regular people, the normal people feel this way. So you should jump on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, demonizing the enemy. That's how we got into freaking, uh, you know, the war after September oh, 11th. Yeah. Right. Appeal to authority. I don't really get that, um, but that is a thing. Euphoria. Never heard of this. Uh, the use of an event that generates euphoria or happiness. Appeals. Let me jump in on appeals to authority. That yeah. is super common. Like if I'm if I'm suggesting. In fact, I got a chapter in the book. It's a subchapter. It's called "I Know More Than All the Astrophysicists." Okay, so what happens is. If you start suggesting the Earth is flat and stationary, what they'll do is they'll roll in this picture of a giant blackboard from floor to ceiling with this giant math equation on there. Right. And they'll say, see, this proves the Earth is round. That's the math. (laughs) And you can't say anything against that. But Tesla said, I can't remember exactly. His quote is, scientists today have exchanged reality for long equations and have wandered off into total nonsense or something like that. It's just not true, you know, because you say it is in math that nobody can solve. Right. It's looking at something so huge to where people are just going to be like, wow, that's incredible. I actually remember something about when I was watching the Elon Musk documentary before I realized how much of a fraud he is, mm-hmm. where he said that when he was three years old, he found out that it was illogical to be afraid of the dark because all that dark molecules are is light molecules without electrons. And he realized that at three years old. And I was like, wow, for someone to realize that at three years old, he's he is a genius. How could he not be a genius? Right. But it's just like, well, he just made that up right yeah pretty pretty interesting or someone else made that up for him um i I love the whole flat earth round earth debate when they bring in nasa math and everything i don't care either way but i will tell you flat earthers come more prepared than globers all day every day and you start pointing out the the helium consumption of nasa the the fake imagery the drawings you know then you look back at 1929, I, I forget what movie company, I don't know if it was MGM or Universal, I think it was Universal Studios, their logo was a picture of a, a globe Earth. 1929, mm-hmm. many decades before we quote unquote went to the moon, you know, so it's been propaganda, it's been propaganda. Then I'm not a big believer in the Christopher Columbus discovered America because it was discovered way before that, but he set out to, to, to prove the Earth was round. Well, there you go. 
there's your huh. indoctrination, kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, Christopher Columbus just made America cool, right? He made it yeah, known yeah. to everybody else. Um, I'm interested to see what you think about this, uh, ghosts specifically, because we've talked about this many times. John, I'm sure you're right on board with the idea that potentially Donald Trump could come back as a president. And, and I don't know how you feel about it. I'm actually curious, but you know, ghost and I, and I don't want to speak for ghost too much. You can jump in if I say anything incorrect here, ghost, but we kind of feel like he was part of the system all along. He's kind of put there to play a certain character and rile a certain percent of the public up or a certain demographic of the public up and this euphoria this next one here under the appealing to authority would be to use an event that would cause euphoria or happiness using something to you know boost morale of a certain group of people if donald trump got reelected, that would make a lot of quote-unquote conspiracy theorists feel like oh we won now we can relax again we can trust the plan again like QAnon says right that would be a euphoria type of um, disinformation, you know, propaganda technique. What do you think about yeah. that? You go want ahead, me ghost. to go first or you want John? Yeah, ghost, go ahead. Everybody kind of knows where, where we kind of stand on this. Um, I, I think he was part of the plan. You know what I mean? And then, you know, hello, I'm from Q. I'm, I'm retarded. And just trust me and, and the plan, you know, came along sell for it okay if trump gets elected again i personally i, I it's just gonna delay the inevitable even longer because when he got in yes the economy was good uh, people had more money in their pockets gas was cheaper you were able to maybe afford to go on a vacation you know with your family and 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 a lot of other small things now man it, it's hard to to go to the grocery store to make fucking sorry my bad freaking tacos <laughs> for your family on a Tuesday night and not spend sixty eight dollars in the in in the grocery store just to make tacos that used to be cheap. You know well, what I mean? Ghost, so, don't forget you're white. You shouldn't be making tacos. That's cultural appropriation. Uh, don't make that, tacos. That you only true. eat bologna. That's all you get to eat. Okay, that, um, that is true. No, but, but you're right, it, dude. $40. I went, I went to the grocery store to get five yeah. items and it was $40. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, dude, sorry to jump in, but no, uh, no, I just heard no, tacos. Fine, I saw red there. If he gets reelected, I, this whole plan or whatever the plan is, has been in motion for, for years and years and decades and decades and decades. Um, since communism started infiltrating our school systems, Marxism, or government, everything is their waiting game is so long. They don't care if if they see it in their lifetime, just so they, just so it comes to fruition. And when Trump got in that delayed it. Okay. We do know that it delayed it for four years. Now everything was fast tracked. If he gets in again, it's going to delay it even longer. I'm not saying, Hey, just fall vote for the next Joe Biden and, and, and whatever. I mean, vote for whoever you want, but it, it puts everybody kind of like to, to call back. Why aren't we in a revolution? Forget the civil war. We need a reset of, of the government and the world government. Get these, these big heads out, out of office, out of power and let the people have control again. There's more of us than there are them. And I'm not calling for arms and war and what have you. It's just, you know, come on, think yeah. a little bit. 
That's all you got to say. It's just, come on. Come on. That's all you got to say. And it fixes everything. Um, John, where are you at on that before I wanted to run through a couple? I'm not mm-hmm. going to do all these, but just a few. But like, do you feel like Trump was kind of put there intentionally or do you think Man, he really did kind of hijack I would, that? I thing? would love to do an entire show just on this topic with you guys. I think that would be an awesome show because what I've had to wrestle with is the idea that all the good that Trump did was all just to lure us into complacency. It seems irrational what's what i've come up with is uh, i think is more rational is that there are factions within the deep state so you've got the p3 Mm. masons you got the white dragons you got the chinese mob the russian mob you've got the rockefeller dynasty with bush clinton obama and all of these groups are not unified they're not Singing Kumbaya, they they all work together to sometimes and to some degree, but they also war each other and that their agendas are not the same. Some of them are really anti-human where other ones are more uh, human, like they don't want to wipe everybody out. They just want to rule over everybody. And that's to me makes more sense when I look at Trump, because Trump really, you know, came in and was doing so many things for humanity uh, that it's very possible that he, in that sense, he was actually not doing it to trick us. And so, however, when he doubled down on the vax, a lot of us got off the Trump train because now he's, you know, next to Joseph Mengele, he's directly responsible for millions of people dying because he didn't come out and say, you know, I was wrong. Uh, this thing is a bioweapon and, you know, sorry, uh, he never did that. So he continues I, and, and I think them, I know why. I, I honestly, I think I know why, because he loves our military so much. He's so pro-military. He loves our military that he knew before every other truth-seeking individual out there found out a, a couple years later that our own military is the one that came up with the, the virus and the, the vaccine. Yeah, the DOD mm. specifically. The DOD. So I think he thought it was a good good thing, and and he won't back off because he loves our. I think that that's his Achilles heel. He loves our military too much. Well, well, see, you're kind of speaking out of both sides of your mouth. There goes you're saying that he's part of the system, but then you're saying that he might have you know just had a blind spot for somebody. Is that is you, but, you believe but, in that? And his ego is just too 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 much to. That's yeah, that's a big part of it. I believe. I, I, I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because if, I. I I don't know. I, I know I'm speaking out a little bit of both sides of my mouth, but if he says he's wrong, this is just me analyzing how he thinks. If he says he's wrong, then that makes our military look bad. Right. And yeah. he doesn't want our military to look bad in the eyes of anybody. No, that that's sense. very well said. There's one other thing I've observed over the last seven years. Truthers love bad news. We're very sort of nihilistic. And anybody that has any optimism is looked on as naive and and slipping off the wagon, right? So there's a white hat narrative. It includes Q and all the all the white hat narrative folks like Mel K, Charlie Ward, uh, Simon Parks, Juan Osavin, X22 Report. Um, a really interesting guy I listened to is Benjamin Fulford, and his narrative is that the elite are on the ropes and they're 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 done, and 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 the white hats have won and they're about to suit for peace and they're trying to figure out are they going to go scorched earth are they going to you know get exiled and give the world back without blowing it up 
That's the white hat narrative. However, what I believe is the white hat, black hat narrative is identical to the Democrat Republican narrative. They're both the same (laughs) two wings of the same bird. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter except for the timetable. We're we're still going to end up in a one world government enslaved. But with the white hat narrative, we might be able to die of old age instead of going off to the COVID camp, you know, in the next couple of years. I'll vote for that. <laughs> That's yeah, no, no kidding. That's really well said too. I mean, uh, and yeah, ghost. Yeah, what you the way that you brought that together is great. But I mean, the way of saying that a white hat versus black hat narrative is the same as red versus blue. I talk about like purple all the time. Let's just be purple. Let's mm. just merge the two. Yeah, it's yeah like let's right. do a gray hat. Where's the gray hats at? Right. You know, what were you going to say? Never ghost? a fan of Barney was never a fan of barney so barney's a little the creepy. Color pur- <laughs> purple's out purple's out barney is creepy but hey uh purple is the color of royalty so no matter which way you you try and dissect it you're gonna get some people that's one thing too that i wanted to talk about a little bit but i just wanted to point out just so we can finish these real quick because yeah. some of these are so good i mean the flag waving idea perfect you know and again 9-11 um the half truths this obtaining disapproval idea um, getting a group of people that, that everyone hates, you know, society hates the KKK, right? Rightfully so. But at the same time, they're a tool that you can use. The, the government can use these people and say, Hey, David Duke is a Trump supporter. Therefore, if you, if you support Trump, you agree with David Duke on some things. Well, guys, you know the drill. That does it for the free portion of the episode. You can also catch this on the My Third Eye podcast free feed. The same amount of it. We know. We coordinated on this, okay? We know what you guys are trying to pull if you're not trying to pay $3 for full versions of episodes. This was the Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide episode featuring author John Kerwin. Great guy. We talked about the Mandela effect in the paid portion here and just continued having a good time. So thanks so much for the support. Look for more and more content to come out here from Dangerous World, and I appreciate you guys so much. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.